and this force has a backing power or a supporting power that backs it and why does Jesus Christ send his word with a force and a supporting power because he wants us to be interested in the things that he's equally interested in are you with me Jesus Christ sends his word to us with a force and with a backing power such that he wants us to be interested in the things that he's equally interested in and what is the major thing jesus christ is interested in number one the main thing jesus christ is interested in is people or mankind are you here such that an angel said that what is man or who is man that you are so mindful of so jesus christ or god is very mindful of people are you here are you here? Yes, Alright, the book of Isaiah 58, the verse 6 to 8. Can we read it, please? Isaiah 58, the verse 6 to 8. So Jesus Christ is very mindful of people, and if he's very much interested in people, then it means that we should also be interested in people. So can we read it? Can we read it? If someone is there, you can read for me. Isaiah 58, the verse 6 to 8. Let's do this very fast. Read it, read it, read it. If you are there, just read. Louder, please. But I just want to just um, enlighten you on it. Jesus Christ said, This is not the fast I have chosen for you, but it was the fast I have chosen for you that you could be able to lose um, the oppressed, you could be able to make the oppressed go free, you could be able to make the wicked lose his power and all that. And that's the kind of fast he has chosen for us. But it means that there is other fasts or other fastings that we can engage in which will not bring results to us because Jesus Christ hasn't chosen that fast for us. So it is called a fast. But it's not a fast Jesus has chosen for us. Therefore, we will not yield results. Are you with me? So you can fast, alright. But as to if it is the kind of fasting God has chosen for you, it's what must be um, looked at so that you can receive the results you need. Are you with me? Are you with me? So not any any fasting at all is fasting that produces results. So you can fast the number of days you want to fast. You still not see results because you do not fast in the way of the Lord. But that's not my point. Move to the next verse. That's my point, please. So it says that divide your bread with the hungry and what bring the homeless to your homes. Uh-huh. Yes, when you see the naked, that you so again, you. when you see the naked, you must cover the naked, but not make the naked be exposed and then be talking about the naked anywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, uh-huh. move on, please. And that you hide not yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. So then you also don't harm yourself. Make sure you provide for yourself. Make sure you're looking good. Make sure you do things for yourself, all right? Don't, don't be so much focused on saving, saving, saving. So much focused on achievement, achievement that you're looking so wretched. No, it says look after yourself. <laughs> Even including your flesh. Say so we should look after our flesh. So we'll look at if you are using makeup, whether it's wrong. Whether you're using, um, uh, how do you call this thing? Facial scrap, if it's wrong and all that. But it says look after your flesh. Right, come on, come on. Then shall your life now it says that wait, it says that after you have clothed the naked, after you have brought the needy home, after you have fed the hungry, after you have looked after your flesh, then shall your morning break forth. Mm. What this? It didn't just start saying that your morning shall break forth, but it said, then. You see, we 
we have been told by scripture that we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, right? Yeah. And the fact that you are the light of the world doesn't mean that automatically you begin to shine because you are the light. Mm. Bible says in the book of Isaiah 60, the verse 1, that arise, mm. shine. Many people wrongly quote the Bible and they go like, arise and shine. Alright? But in scripture, if you read the book of Isaiah chapter uh, 60, verse 1, there is nothing like end. It's a comma. Are you here? It's a comma. Arise, shine. And then every time you are reading a statement and there is a comma, it means there is a need for you to calm down, to pause, and move on. Mm. So it's not read, arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. No. It says, arise, shine. Mm. But in this verse, in Isaiah chapter 58, the verse 8, it says, Verse 7 says that when you have clothed and naked, when you have fed the hungry, when you have looked after your flesh, then shall thy morning break for then. The word then is that it is, it is making reference to the first statement. So your light doesn't break forth because you are the light of the world. You don't just become the light of the world because you are called the light of the world. No. There must be something that must be done. Are you here? Then when nothing is being done, then your light breaks forth. Then your light can break forth. And as your light breaks forth, then Jesus can say thank you. Are you here? Because he didn't put us into the world because we are called the light of the world. For us to just be in darkness and just be around. No. As much as we are called to be the light of the world, we must exude the light. We must, we must produce that light and we must share the light to everyone. And then he can be able to say thank you. But because you are the light of the world, doesn't mean you should just sit down and just be known on the light of the world. No. You don't need a title to even make it in life. Mm. You don't need a title to make it. My name is worthy enough. Mm. <laughs> My name carries weight enough that I don't need a title to become a big man. Mm. I don't need His Excellency. No, no, no. Every time I go to me, I say, My name is this one, poetry. I take over the atmosphere. Let every spirit know I have come. Mm. And that means Jesus Christ. Is that me? I have come. Mm. My name is worthy. Why? Because I am the light of the world. And I know the things that I have done that will produce the light that I am. Are you here? Mm. Now, you already know this is Bob. And this Bob is expected to produce light, right? Mm. Are you here? Yeah. But why is it not producing light right now? There is no electricity. And there is sometimes the electricity that causes it to shine. And that's feeding the naked, um, clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, and giving home to the homeless. Are you here? Oh, I hear somebody. Now, I know that as much as all of you want to help the needy, some of you don't have. And some of you, you know, you don't even have. You have. Okay. Now, maybe you don't have much now. Okay. Ask for what you want to do. Okay. Ask for what you want to do. You don't have much now. However, you have. Are you here? And some of you are not able to help people equally because there are a lot of frosters around. There are a lot of people who hang around as beggars. But they are not beggars, they are professional beggars. They are not hungry, they just take your money and go and spend. There are people who are begging around, but they have some story building somewhere. Mm. So, because of you seeing people who are lying, they take your money and go and smoke weed, they take your money for alcohol, and because of that, you don't want to give anyone on the street. Sometimes you see the kids around and they are, they are forcing you, give me money, give me money, give me money. Say, hey, 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 <laughs> are you here? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, why is it you make them say, you, you tell them, leave, 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 leave me alone? It's because you feel that they are frustrated. It's because you feel that they are not doing any job and there's something they must do, yet they are not doing it. And they just want to take your money and spend. Are you here? There was a time where I personally told a man that I know you. 
I'm not giving you anything. The man saw me how I was. He said, Apostle, Apostle. You see, I came here. I don't have enough money, but I'm hungry. I want you to give me money. And he was holding the Bible. He said, I don't know why I am. I don't know. I'm not any, I don't know why I'm calling Apostle, but Apostle. I was like, okay. So I felt, okay. Ah. So I gave the man money to go buy food, do whatever he wants to do. Many now here. Then, some time back, the man met me again. He was asking me with the same line. I was like, man, I know you. <laughs> I'm not giving him my left. See, because of fraudsters, some people are not able to do good. Because of schemers, liars, some people like you are, are, are unable to do good. Even if you can give the kids one CD, because of all you see how they are, and their parents are seated there, and the kids are the one going for the money, and after they take it, they go and give their parents. You're like, what should I do next? Are you here? Yeah. Okay, I'll teach you something. <laughs> I'm, I'm building my point, please. Can you follow me? All right. So, <laughs> because of fraudsters, people don't want to give. But you see, these things that happen shouldn't be an excuse for you not to be able to help people, for you not to be able to give to people. Are you here? This shouldn't be an excuse at all because the Bible says that we have been given the gift of discernment. And this gift of discernment is not only given to us for us to be able to know the difference between good and bad, but the gift of discernment is given to us so we can be able to know the difference between the gift and the spirit, the evil spirit, and the spirit of God. So we are not only able to know on the surface that is good and bad, but we are also able to know the spirit behind. Because there are people who can produce good songs, but as to if the songs is being inspired by the spirit of God, it's another thing. The source. Are you here? Oh, are you here? Yes. As to if you meet a nice guy, he he, he meets your specs. Mm. He's good. Mm. He meets your specs. Mm. But as to if he's coming from God or for Satan, it's another thing. So the gift of God doesn't only make you identify good and bad, but it makes you identify the spirit behind the good and the bad. Are you here? Yeah. So some things can be good, but they are bad. Because they're not from the source of God. So for you to be able to know who to give to, because there are witches also around who take money from people and destroy their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Come on, see, just recently I left a, a mad woman uh, was there and another lady came to give her things. Suddenly that woman who was mad is no more mad and the woman who came to give her something became mad. Mm. Yeah. So there are people who are there who also change destinies. So, but you feel sorry to give to them. But it is the spirit of discernment that will be able to make you know the difference between the good one and the bad one. So not every giving is giving. Just like how every painting is painting. No, no, no. <laughs> not every giving is giving because sometimes you might be giving but to the wrong person, to the wrong spirit. Are you here? I'm still on when God says thank you. Are you here? Now, so, all these things shouldn't prevent you from giving because it's okay, maybe, and then for me to be at the same side and not to be able to give money to any witch, <laughs> then let me not give a dog. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's why we have the spirit of discernment or the gift of discernment. So we'll be able to discern the good spirit and the bad spirit. Are you here? Now, there are things also that are necessary on earth that will remain with us forever, even into eternity. And there are things that are necessary on earth that will not remain with us till eternity. Take this word seriously. There are things that are necessary right now. They are important, but they will not take us, they will not remain with us forever till eternity. Alright, and there are things that are with us that will remain with us to eternity. Example, like a building. Alright, everyone needs a building for shelter, right? Yeah. Many of you have your dream houses by the the lakeside, the ice land. Uh-huh. 
Let's mention it. Okay. Some of you like starting to do this, I'm not like starting to do it. But you see, as much as all these things are important, Bible says that the earth and heaven shall pass away. So they are important on earth. They are necessary for you to be able to live. But all these things will not will not go to heaven with them. Are you here? Marriage is good. Our babies is good. Marriage is good. But we will not go to heaven and marry there. <laughs> my wife will not become my wife in heaven anymore. There's nothing like marriage in heaven. We read that again. Are you here? So though they are necessary on earth, they are not, they will not remain with us forever. But there are things that are necessary right now, and they will still remain with us forever. And let's talk about helping people. Let's talk about soul winning. Soul winning is necessary now. Helping people is necessary now. Living a good life, being good to people is necessary now. And guess what? It will also remain with us to our next life. Because Bible makes us understand that our work shall pass through fire. Mm. And then when it's been refined, a ground of life is being given unto us. Which works? Carpenter? No. <laughs> Banker? No. So then shall you do greater works. No, no, no. <laughs> so, I want you to understand that there is a work that will remain with us forever. And there is a work that is also necessary but will not remain with us forever. And what you must be focused on the more, what must be essential to you the more, must be that which remains with us forever. So as you are here, be asking yourself, how many people have I helped? Mm-hmm. How many souls have I won? If today I'm supposed, my work is supposed to be passed through fire, what is my work at all? That will even go through fire in the first place. Some of you don't even have any work that will even go through the fire in the first place. <laughs> yeah. You see, it doesn't matter the sinful nature that you have. I, 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 I can't go back to the God's fire which is up there with, it, with seven episodes. So you should be abreast with sin, holiness, righteousness, and all that. I can't go back. Are you with me? Now let's open to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, the verse 3 to 4. Matthew 6, 3 to 4. Matthew 6, 3-4. I want you all to open the topic and read it together. Matthew 6, 3-4. And nature are jotting something down. Now, now listen, listen. See, look at me, please. As much as we want people to recognize that we are doing good, as much as we want society to see us that we are fulfilling our social responsibility as a ministry, as a celebrity, as, as, as a business, we are doing certain things that is preventing the blessings of God to reach us. You see, we, we, we want others to be motivated by our giving. And in doing so, we don't do it right. And we end up losing the blessings of God. And we receive the bloods of men. Matthew 6, 3-4. Can we read it? 1-2, let's go. So it says this, that when you are doing something, do not let your left hand equally know. So what your right hand does, do not let your left hand know. Are you with me? In other words, when you are doing something, don't let everyone know. If you are helping people, don't let everyone know. But why is he saying we shouldn't do this? There is a blessing attached to this condition. And what is it? 
then your father who sees in secret what this your father doesn't see you in public your father sees you in secret and as he sees you in secret he blesses you in public you see i wrote something on my sinos this morning i said that don't let the camera be the motivation for you to be able to give or help others there are many people now that camera is the motivation for giving if you don't see camera they will not give if you are going for donation and you are, maybe we are sharing food and clothing now and the cameraman is there and they are holding the food they're going chum, 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 chum. <laughs> so when, when when they are not being snapped they will wait and not give the food to the person who needs the help they will wait the cameraman is looking at them and then they'll give the food so they could be snapped and they don't put it as it was we went for donation today and it was a good way. God bless you. You're doing a good way. I love you. I love your ministry. I love the way you're doing things. Come on. You see, but God, all those things are unnecessary. Because our Father sees in secret, then He blesses in public. But already, you have already taken the secret thing into the public. And you have received the public announcement and reward. And with that, how can then God be able to bless you? No. Because you've taken His job from Him. Are you here? It is God that announces your secretness into the public. However, you've already announced the secret thing you've done in public. How will he announce you again? Have you thought about it? How will God then announce? In that one, God doesn't say thank you. He doesn't say thank you. And the way of God saying thank you is being able to showcase you to the world. Yeah. One effect of God saying thank you is you being able to be showcased to the world. But many of us are too eager in showcasing ourselves to the world. And we don't wait for God's time. Simply because we don't even know His will. Are you here, somebody? Yes, oh, are you here? Yes, are you here? Yes, so we must begin to ask. All the donations we have done, all the helping we have done, are we really blessed by it? Is this something that will remain with us and it will even pass through the fire for us to receive a blessing? Ask yourself. You gave a cloth to someone. A person who wore the dress. When people see the person, they say, Oh, this is looking so nice. I gave it to you. I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't necessary? Hmm. That because someone is receiving an applause and he's looking nice, you want everyone to know that you are the one who's making him look nice. You know, isn't necessary? Hmm. But that's what we do. That's what we do. Oh, that your shoe is nice, so. Me take give up, me take give up, me take give up. I better me not go me what they give up. That's what we do. But isn't necessary? We, you, you, you are in church, you are working from God, and because Bishop is not around, you don't want to work. But the moment Bishop comes around, you want to start doing something for Bishop to see. Is it necessary? It's not necessary. Not at all. Are you here with me? So that shouldn't be our focus in doing things for people to be able to see and applaud us. Because when people begin to applaud us for that which we have already showcased to them, it doesn't remain with us anymore. Because what we need, the reward has already been given to us by man. But if it's going to go to the finance fair for us to for it to remain and we will receive a crown of life, then we must make it a secret. I know one big man of God who was doing a project. Now, I was showing the leaders that some time ago. He was doing a project and he told the leaders and the people around there that don't take any picture and post. And everyone knew, don't take a picture. 
Now, there were workers in that particular project who worked with the man of God. Now, there were camera men that took the picture. And these church members and church workers who were told, do not take picture, also pose for the camera. Now, number one, the man of God said, don't take pictures. So, it's not only about who is taking, it's about who is in the picture. Guess what? When he found that the picture was taken and was even posted, you see, those people, they did not have any bad intentions. So, but the man of God is doing a big project, it's very nice, okay? So, they want to showcase it to the world. And the man of God said, it's not your time, I don't do my things like that. I will lose my blessing. <laughs> so, you, the man of God sacked all of them, he sacked all the church members who were working for him. Just that mistake, camera. Not only the cameraman was sacked, the people who were involved in the picture were sacked. Imagine God. If a man can sack his own workers or church members who flaunt his, um, his decisions, how much more God? That so he will bless you in, in open, that which you do in secret. But again, you must also ask yourself what you do in secret. <laughs> that will be blessed for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only about good though, but also it's about the bad too. Because they don't have that work. <laughs> so what is God blessing for you? That will show in, 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 in the hoping. What is God going to say thank you about? Is it about your sin? Okay, you <laughs> Philippians chapter 4, the verse 17 to 19. This scripture has also been misunderstood very much. Especially the verse 19, Philippians 4 19, which says that, and I will supply all thy needs according to thy riches in glory in Christ Jesus Christ. Alright, so let's read um, verse 17, then we'll understand very more. Philippians 4 17 to 19. Please follow me, follow me. Can someone read for me, please? Philippians 4 19, uh, 17 to 19. That's how we are. Uh huh, listen carefully, please. So this is Paul talking. I said, not because I desire any gift from you. All right. So he is asking you to give. He's asking you to give fruits that will abound to your account. So Paul is saying that me, I'm not hungry. Like a man of God. Right now, let's assume I'm Paul. I'm a man of God here. And I'm telling you, me, I'm not hungry. But in order for you to be blessed, in order for you to have fruit that will abound, that will remain forever, come and give. If I should say that right now. So Paul said, but I have all. So what you are giving me is not because I'm in need, but I'm allowing you to be able to, it's an opportunity for you to be able to give, to be blessed. So listen, anytime you see someone in need, see an opportunity to be blessed. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Listen. Most of the times, the people whom we think we are helping are actually our helpers. Most of the times, about 90% of it, the people who we think we are helping are actually our helpers. Think about it. Because someone has decided to make himself poor. <laughs> because poverty is a decision though. So, he decided to be poor, that you who is rich will give to him, that you who is rich will be rich more. <laughs> are you, are you, are you here? I don't, I think that's where the name Richmond is coming from. Richmond. Okay. <laughs> Alright, well, read please, read please. I am full. Mm-hmm. Having received of Epaphroditus, uh-huh. the things which were sent from you, uh-huh. an order of a sweet milk,
were told. Paul is saying that he has received this thing, and he's going to mention God in there. But as much as he, Paul has, he, Paul, as a man of God, has received all these things from the church members, he's going to say, God is the one who has received it. Move on, please. Read it. So what is an order, an order of a sweet smell, which is, he says, offering first. You see offering your Bible. Then he also says sacrifice. All right? Okay, you read it, read it, read it, read it. Well, pleasing to God. Uh-huh. But my God shall supply all your... Wait, he says that well pleasing to what? But God is not the one receiving. God will not come and come. It is Paul that is receiving. So why is Paul saying it's well pleasing to God? Paul is just a man of God who is receiving all these things from the people. Yet he said, the things that you are bringing to me, I have checked, and they are well pleasing to God. So much authority. So when you give to a man of God, any man of God at all, you give to Father Peter, Father Cecilia, Father Divine, you are giving unto God, not unto man. Are you here? You are giving what? Unto? God. Unto? God. You are giving unto God automatically. But then he says what? The verse 19 says what? Wait, 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 wait. When did he start saying, but my God shall supply all your needs? Come on, I'm listening to you. But so the people didn't just start having things multiplied unto them. But there was something that was done. They gave an offering and sacrifice. And it was not just an offering and sacrifice, it was well pleasing. And as that was done, Bible said, my God, so don't just quote it. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He said, I receive it, amen. It won't work. <laughs> yeah, because the, the verse 18 hasn't been fulfilled. The offering and sacrifice hasn't been fulfilled. So how did you want him to supply all your needs? No. No. It's a continuation. Are you here? Yes. Oh, are you here? Yes, sure. So let's not, let's, let's not pick a scripture and just use it mm. when we don't understand what it means. But my God, after the offering has been accepted and we were pleasing to God, then he said, But my God shall supply oil. Now, read it. I want you to understand something. He will supply all your needs according to what? His riches. You see, the scripture is already in me, so I might be moving faster than you. But you go. Please read. Okay. Okay, but my God shall supply all your needs mm-hmm. according to his riches. According to whose riches? According to whose riches? riches? Is it your riches? No. So it is unlimited. That's why he's equally saying that he is able to exceed our expectation. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly. So it's not your riches. Your expectation doesn't really matter. But it it matters. Your expectation, okay, about miracles and all that needs to be met, doesn't really matter to God. But the reason why he's asking you to have an expectation, that maybe when you have an expectation to this point, he can exceed. So when it happens, you will know that it's not by might, it's not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Are you here? So, so it's a good place to So your, your expectation doesn't move God. So you shouldn't be scared of your expectation. Some of you who have big expectations become scared that if God can really do it for you. Come on. It is as to if you have that faith to receive from God. It's not about how God can do it. They have a limit for God. You, your own is to dream. Your own is to have vision. Have it. Write the vision that make it play. You all draw it down. Write it. 
and leave the rest for God. Are you here? I'm still on one call, says thank you. You will still get there. Are you here with me? John 15, verse 16. John 15, verse 16. That your fruits may remain. So keep having expectations, alright? And so today you understand that God wants you to have expectations. So that he can be able to exceed it. Understand that? It's one of the things you should understand in this teaching. Uh-huh. John 15, 16. John? Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go. Let's hurry up. John 15, 16. Uh-huh. Ye have not chosen me. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Uh-huh. And ordained you. Uh-huh. That ye should go and bring forth fruit. And That's... that your fruit should remain so, so there's a clause there. See, everything, anytime God is giving you a responsibility, He adds a blessing to it. But most of the times, we Christians want to receive the blessing and neglect the responsibility. He said, You have not chosen me, I have chosen you and, 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 and ordained you that you shall bear fruit. And then, if this fruit you are bearing will remain, remember, I said there are things that are necessary. Yet will not remain, and there are things that are necessary, and they will remain with us forever. And here he said, You shall bear fruit. How, how are you going to bear fruit? Winning souls, helping people. Because you don't only win souls by teaching the word of God, you win souls also by doing good. If you go to a town and you don't have food to eat, and you want to preach to them, you want to preach faith to them, do you think they will listen to you? No, you must preach love, and that love is given. And then you will see them as your crusade. At that moment, miracle will mean nothing to them. Give the sick, it will mean nothing to them. They want to fill their belly. And when you feed the hungry, they will come. <laughs> so he says that, and when your fruits remain, not just this bear fruit, not just have church members, let these members remain, let them grow, let them be established. And as they remain, what happens? Then you can ask my father everything in my name and to what it will be done. So you will go the scripture. The father said, ask everything in my name and it shall be done unto thee. Basu! Then you never say, Basu! Basu! He didn't just say, ask it to be given, oh. Basu, you have to do something. You have to bear fruit for it to remain. So, there is a blessing attached to sowing it. There is a blessing attached to helping people. As I said, when you were coming, you didn't invite anyone. Even ask for a flyer to even to be put on his doorstep, you didn't do it. You want your blessing to remain. A cow shoe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, verse 10 to 11. Galatians 6, verse 10 to 11 also talks about an opportunity created by God for us to be able to give. And in doing so, we have been blessed. Read, please. Galatians 6, 10 to 11. Faster. Uh huh. Now watch this. Just as occasions and opportunities opens up, these occasions and opportunities are not opened by you. You don't create opportunities for people to be blessed or for you to help the needy. He got create opportunity before you. He created an opportunity, an occasion for you to be blessed. Are you here? God Himself created an opportunity for you, for you to be blessed. One day Jesus Christ met a cripple and he was also blind. But was like, and then, that the name of God should be glorified. The disciples asked him, What sin did he commit? But he has been blind from birth, or he's been made a cripple from birth. And Jesus said, No, he had not committed any sin, neither has his father or mother committed any sin, but that the name of God will be glorified. Mm. So God created an occasion for Jesus. 
to be showcased to the world. And the same way God can create an occasion where someone can be poor for you to be blessed. See, see poor people eh, as an occasion for you to be blessed. They are poor for you. <laughs> see, when we say people will not understand, people are actually poor for you. For you how? That you will be blessed. Now, when these occasions present themselves, what did he say then? Said, let us do good morally to all people. But it was fair to say, and especially the household of God. Is it there? Not only being useful or comfortable, uh-huh. but also doing what is for their So, what is that we will be doing good to everyone, not be picky, but to everyone. But in doing so, also, we should also be good to them with their spiritual mind, their spiritual well being, their physical well being. It's not only about giving money. Their spirituality is so important that it goes ahead to say what? Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of God. So in other words, everyone must be blessed. You must help everyone. But when in, in your helping, there are people you must target first. And that's the people in the church of God. We can't see people who need Rolex watch in the church. And we go on the street and go and give people with Rolex church. And we go give people on the street with Rolex watch. Once people in the church need it, he said, Don't do that. Especially in the household. So, you don't go about going to dash clothes outside. When people in your church need clothing, you don't go about going and give scholarship to people outside. When people in the church need scholarship, so don't do it. Especially. Why, why did he just say that give to everyone and that's all? And why did he exclude the household of God? He said, Especially. To come to the, the gates of God with thanksgiving. Then it goes ahead and say, this one is excluded. The courts with praise. So th- there is an exclusion. Are you here? So anytime you are doing good, first must be done in the house of God. Pick someone and do good. Then we should we should we should clothe the naked. If you see your brother's hair is not well kept, don't complain. And now when you have full salad, now we say. No, quickly give a person money, tell you, go to the, uh, the sun, go do your hair. Go to the barber shop, go do your hair. You shouldn't be the one saying, oh, shana, 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 or, or you see Brazilian hair, they need to be able to do it. And you see that this is a week, no, if you see like that, find a way to get a person one. You should clothe the naked, and they must start from the house of God. Are you here? If you see someone's shoe, it's not good for you, don't complain. Next week, bring a good shoe for the person. If you see someone is not dressing well, don't go and complain about the person's dressing. That's what the person has. So if you want a person to change the dressing, buy for them. Give them. Tell someone, give them. Give them. Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. Are you here? Yes, sure. Can we do that? Yes. So if you are seeing me, and maybe you think, <laughs> my dress is not looking nice. <laughs> Next week, when coming, back it by only bring to me. Yeah. See, that, see that's, that's the nice way to do it. See, when someone has body order, you don't want them as body order. No. You buy a good spray, give the person so bad they give. But you are solving the person's problem. In a nice way, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. So don't come and tell Bishop ah, where the only dress no. Buy for the person. Are you here? Yes. But are we here? Yes. 
So when you buy for the person, the person will begin to learn how to dress. And that's the best way for us to go. Now, my last scripture, my last but one scripture, Matthew 25, 34, 35 to 30, 40. Matthew 25, I'm ending with just Matthew 25, 35 to 40. Mm-hmm. One popular scripture. Uh-huh. For I was hungry, uh-huh. and you gave me uh-huh. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. Mm-hmm. I was a stranger, and you brought me together with yourself, and welcomed and entertained me, and loved me. Mm-hmm. I was naked, and you clothed me. Mm-hmm. I was sick, and you visited me with health and ministry care. Mm-hmm. I was in prison, and you came to see me. Then the just and upright will answer him, Lord, when did you, when did you, now remember, remember, remember that God said that He is going to present an occasion, an opportunity to us, so that we can help people and be blessed, right? Yeah. And now He said that He came. He was in prison, we did not visit Him. He was hungry, we did not feed Him. He was naked, we did not clothe Him. And then we are asking God, when did I see that you, you were naked, I didn't clothe you? When did I see you in prison and me, I didn't come to you? When? Will God come down from heaven? So you can call him spirit. He's a spirit, he doesn't need clothing. He's a spirit, he doesn't eat. He doesn't have a body. Why is he going to eat? No, he doesn't eat. So how will you feed him? So he has presented an occasion. But in doing that, you are doing it to him. Imagine you helping someone. What do they say? When I give you something, what do you tell me? Thank you. But you can't tell God, God bless you. But you say sometimes, sometimes God does something personally to me that I feel like giving him thank you. And I say, God, God bless you. But you know, you can't say God, God bless you, so you say thank you. <laughs> but my point here is that assuming Pastor Cecilia is being sent to God, it's been sent by God for me. Alright? And my duty is to be able to help her in any way I can. And in helping her, I am being blessed. But in helping her also, there is something she'll give me back. And what will you say? <laughs> what will you say? Thank you. <laughs> so, in the course of Pastor Celia saying thank you to me, it's actually not Pastor Celia saying thank you, it is God saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know when God will say thank you, it's not only on Judgment Day. Here, here, God can say thank you to you. Are you here? Yeah. When you come here, I'll dress up a place for service, and I say thank you, it is actually God saying thank you. Because Paul said, I am the one receiving all these things, yet it is pleasing to God. How? So God presents an occasion that you can give. You think you are the one who feels like giving to someone? Number one, I was the one in the deal. Is you want to know it's God that presents an occasion to you. You allow the Holy Spirit to put that in your mind or open your heart that you should be able to give. So every time, maybe I give you a word and you say thank you, it is God saying thank you. You are hungry, or maybe we are going somewhere, we come to your house to come and eat, and when we are done, we say thank you. It is God saying thank you. So can I come to your house again? (laughs) Can I come to your house? Yeah, oh, come on, come on, come on. 
<laughs> Please don't use that word. <laughs> I'll be doing this when it's not God who has sent you. I personally don't go anywhere just because I've been invited. No. I, I, I just don't go to places. Even when someone is having an issue and they said, We need you, I, I will come. But I have to pray first. And I go at my own time because I don't want to go anywhere and pray or do something and there is no results. So anywhere I go, I must see results. Are you here? Sure. So when I go, yeah. you, you know, God. You, you know, alright? So don't just go somewhere because you want to go. Understand why you are going. Understand what the person is going to receive in return also. Are you here at all? Yeah, sure. So, one of the things that you should be concerned about is to hear people say thank you. I'll teach you something next week. But there's something my sister really likes. When she gives you something, and you don't say thank you, she'll, she'll prompt you to say thank you. And then tomorrow, she'll be expecting your God to say thank you for yesterday. It's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes in the company, like, maybe that's the most hours. Most hours, I think it's a quarter for the hours, where they give you something today and they expect you to say thank you the next day. Not for every um, try, but I think mostly hours do that. But you see, as much as that is maybe a culture, it's one thing we must inculcate as believers. But in someone hearing thank you, they are actually not hearing you say thank you, but they are hearing God say thank you. And then imagine the kind of joy they will receive just by hearing God say thank you. Oh, are you with me? That's what shows. Imagine you are the mouthpiece of God. Imagine you, 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 you are the mouthpiece of God. That when you give someone no smacks, the person say thank you. <laughs> God, God, God is saying thank you for no smacks. <laughs> no, no, just, no, just imagine it. Mm. <laughs> you, you try, you try this weekend. That's why I give things. And just say thank you. Say God, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. See, you can do that with God, mm. and you, funny enough, God will speak to you, and you begin to laugh with Him. Mm. Sometimes you have to try these simple, simple things. God, you see, I said directly that God is a joker. God can fool, eh? I'm not saying God is foolish, or I say God can fool. <laughs> <laughs> there are two different things. He, he, he likes to joke. I'm saying he that sits in the heavenly places, he just clouds with laughter. If he can laugh, why can't he joke? Mm. If you, you, let's just imagine for one minute that. We created as human beings. What was just, just God joking? If we bring some people to you and you ask yourself, where were they? Or oh, the material got finished. <laughs> so imagine that was God joking. But people have now do sit-ups, press-ups. <laughs> for, for things to come out. I was listening to an interview yesterday by Moisha uh, Boudon that why did she do that thing? She said she has tried several to do press up. All the things she can do at the gym, she did it. But she never had all those things. Never had a flat tummy. So she had to go and do things. And that's it. Imagine. Was God joking with her? <laughs> that's just by the way. <laughs> Now, now, one of the 
important thing here is that God said he came to us in prison. He was in prison, we did not feed him. Are you here? He was naked, we did not clothe him. He was hungry, we did not feed him. You don't need to, some of you will say you don't have much. You have a vision of helping the homeless. You have a vision of doing this. Yet, there is a, a kid just by you who has no eaten and you pass by the kid. When you have two cities in your pocket. You can't do that two cities job. But you want to do 20,000 job. Think what's it? What's it job? Yeah. No, imagine. You, are, you, are, you, you want to have an orphanage and help about um, 20 people, or half 20 people in the orphanage, or maybe 100 people in the orphanage. Yet there's an orphan by you whose auntie is more treated. But you've not even passed by to encourage that child. You've not. Have you? And I'm not screwing your area, and I'm not screwing your house <laughs> to see if you find someone who needs help. See you. <laughs> See, those are the people, those are the occasions God has presented to us. But we, we are looking at something big. When will I have money to go for donation? When will we bring the Kalio here again? You see Kalio on the street and you, when you pick them to take your things from the market to the street, like when they say five, you say, I'm So you do that to the Kalio on the street. And when we bring them here to feed them, you are the one now smiling. Oh, gee. And awesome, gee. But you really you forgot that you had about thousand cities in your pocket. And you weren't able to even give five cities to Kayo. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> you, you understand me? Yeah, so today our thinking pattern should be able to change. And most of the times we are thinking that the only way we can help people is when we have money. Money is not the only way we can help people. You can help someone with your presence. You can help someone with your time. You can help someone by counseling the person. You can help someone by helping them to be one to Christ. You can help someone by teaching them. You can help someone by praying for them. So the, the only way you can help people is not only through money. No, let's not deceive ourselves. And you don't need any special talent. You don't need any special gift of the ministry of helping before you can help someone. Yeah, there are people who are being gifted specially by God to have the ability to help or to give. But you don't also need that to be able to give. Okay, wait. There are people that are talented to play football, right? Yeah. Does it mean for you to be able to play football, you need talent too? Come on. Come on. So you, aside the fact that we have the gift of giving, does it mean you should also have a gift before you can give? God has presented an occasion for you to be able to give. I'm not coming to say come and give to your church. I want you to go and give outside, people around you. But the church first, people around you. Yeah, especially the people around you. I want you to come and give offerings, people around you. <laughs> you see your neighbor hasn't bumped their hair or shaved their beard. Give them something to give. You see their hair, oh, natural hair, you will need some natural hair products. I'll bring you the drink. Sure. I don't see that you make up plates. Maybe you don't have makeup skates or whatever it is that I'll make you make up plates tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm trying to make a point here. You, you get me? So the, you can't only help people by money. No, no. Money is just a medium by which you can help, but it's not the only way. Not the only way. Not the only way. There are some times where someone needs a help and your money will mean nothing to them. At that moment, the person doesn't need money. At that moment, the person needs your time. 
The person needs your presence. Are you here? Let me show you. Are you here? Let me show you. The sisters of Lazarus knew Lazarus is already dead. But why did they send word to Jesus Christ? Mm. Why? Because they want money to bury him. No. His presence alone calms them down. Mm. His presence alone brings peace and calms their storm. Yeah. You know, even some of you, when you're doing things and when I, when I come, you feel relaxed. After I, I, I don't know, I, I said so. <laughs> some of you have issues you are going through, alright? You come and see me. And not because you've seen a thing change physically, but because you have spoken to me, you are okay. Are you some of that? Yeah. yeah. So at that moment, money wasn't important. At that moment, it was me talking to you. Counseling. So we can help people in different ways. Yeah. So don't ever tell me you can't help because you don't have. You can help in a different way. You begin to ask yourself, how can you be helping me? How can you help the church of God? Even if you don't have money, how can you help? Some of you lately come to church early. You don't come to church early to even be able to even clean something. For some time now, I want us to clap for Minister Angela. For some time now, I've been standing here. She sometimes comes before me. Even sometimes she comes at 12. Alright? Now, when she comes at 12, she asks Papa, is there anything I can do to help? And she wants to clean the chairs and she wants to do this. So, yesterday we were clear. Mr. J wants to clean the chairs. So, don't clean it. You leave it for Angie. <laughs> and she said, well, so let me put it. When tomorrow comes, she also do it. Uh, I understand what he was doing. But you see, I wanted us to reserve a blessing for her, an occasion for her. So when she comes and she's cleaning, she's being blessed. You must look for an occasion in the church to do something for God to bless you. That when your work is passed through the fervent fire, you'll be blessed. You, you, you have something to, that will remain. You have a crown of life. First Corinthians 13, um, 3 verse 12. First Corinthians 3 verse 12. My last two scriptures, I'm done. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12. Uh-huh. Listen to this very carefully, huh? But if anyone builds upon the foundation, uh-huh. whether it be, it be with gold, uh-huh. silver, precious So any foundation you are, be, you are building, any foundation of helping people, any foundation of winning souls you are building, what next? The work of each one. The work, the work that you are doing will pass through So as to the teachings you have heard today, 
when you build your foundation, when you start helping on this basis, you will get your reward. But when you don't do it on the basis of the teachings you've heard today, what happens? But if any person's work is burned up, it will suffer the loss of it all. So you suffer the loss of it all. So you are in heaven though. Right? You, 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 you are in heaven though, but the reward you will not receive. Such so that when we, we are in our five-star building, you are not even in a single room and they keep you cool. It's still heaven, but keep you cool. <laughs> because of your works. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So each one of us, our works are going to be passed in fire. So as long as we are in heaven, our works will be tested. And the reward will be given to us. Now, there is only one way you can owe God. One day I wrote on my status that God owes me. And people began talking, how can God owe you? Are you not grateful for the life that's given you? People began talking plenty. But God can owe you. Some of you don't know. I said God can owe you. When you speak the help, when you feed the, the, the hungry, you go to the naked. God owes you. And that's what God says thank you. The book of Proverbs 19, 17, that's my last scripture. We are closer. Proverbs 19, 17. Proverbs 19, 17. That's the only way God owes us. What does it say? Are you all there? Please make sure you are there. Make sure you are there. Proverbs 19, verse 17. Make sure you are there. So you understand how God can owe you. See, the only time God takes loan from us is in Proverbs 19, 17. Uh-huh. Read please. Louder. Proverbs 19, 17. Uh-huh. He who has pity on the poor. He who has pity on the poor. Lends to the Lord. He lends to the Lord. He gives loan to the Lord. Another person says, he that has pity on the poor, God owes him. Hmm. You, you can give loan to God. Imagine you. Imagine you, you can give loan to God. How do you give loan to God? By helping the poor. Can you, can you finish the, the scripture for me? And that which he has given, mm-hmm. he will repay to him. So because he took from you, he himself will pay you. And imagine how he said he's going to repay you in public. He'll blow your mind. So you dear, today, Go and give, and then tell God, God, you owe me. I'm going to <laughs> Oh, try it! These words I'm speaking to you, mm. they are life. Mm. They are practical. Practice it. Don't just listen to Bishop is hey, Bishop, where, where, where? Bishop is deep. No, no, practice it. You, you, you will see its results. I'm not only deep, I'm, I'm teaching you to practice. If you practice, you see the results. Yeah. So when you go and give, don't go and tell anyone, don't go and write your status of that. God, you hope you know. When you do it, tell God secretly, God, you owe me, you know. You tell me, yes, I'm I'm serious. And then when it settles, he will tell you, thank you. So God will tell us thank you on earth here, and he will again tell us thank you. When our work passes through the furnace fire, are you with me? So this brings us to the week. It is our week 
focusing on, on that which remains. Mm. It's our week on fo of focusing on that which remains. I got you shout glory. Glory. So, so our focus now is to 